Buzzkillers. We're, yeah, you're listening to oh. Buzzkillers, a true crime podcast. Guys. If you didn't already know, I mean, I hope you would if you're on Spotify <laughs> or Apple Podcasts. That usually says it right there, but who knows? Um, I'm Macy. And I'm Nicole. And we're back for what? Episode five, this right? Week. Yeah, but we had five. we have we have five episodes technically, but one of them's a mini. I say one of them's our coffee run. One's our coffee run, so technically it's not a full blown episode. It's like a little special tidbit that yeah, we do. Yeah, and we're gonna try and do some more soon, hopefully. So that'll yes. be really cool. We're excited about that. Um, I don't know why I feel the need to sing everything today. We've <laughs> sung like the first half of every word that's come out uh, I can't sing either. You really don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> the one person here that can sing is not singing. No, not really today. Bad. Not today. Sorry. <laughs> um, All right. So uh, we're. This is our first September episode. So we have a yes. new topic. It is set, um, September. So what was it? Oh, America's first. Yes. So this is like our- some really old. Cases from America. The very, very beginning. Yeah, I mean, I have one. I have some ones in the 30s and the 20s, like so. It's not like super old. We wanted to save some of the really good ones. There was a lot of really good cases that we could have done, but some of them, like, I mean, especially just like H. H. Holmes. Yeah. We could probably have a whole month on him. We really could. He's crazy. He's batshit crazy. And like Lizzie Borden, we want to cover that really bad. So, but But those are big. We can't get overzealous. We can't do all the good episodes. Exactly. In well, I mean they're all good, but all (laughs) the really famous episodes in one month. So we picked a couple of ones that are pretty well known, and so we're excited. Uh Um. And today we are drinking, I'm excited about this, I, I know, this. it smells really Sing. good, and I love the bottle. Yeah, it's called Troublemaker, it's a red blend, it's really cool, it's got this awesome label, it's red and white and black, which is also our, like, our whole colors. color like our- scheme, and it's got like this, it looks like glass or something, like a bullet has gone through glass, it's pretty cool. So it says troublemaker. You know who you are. Intensely rich, velvety smooth, sneaky good. <laughs> I like that. Velvety so, smooth. So um, I don't know where it's from. I can't see. El Paso. Oh, no. cool. No. California. It is from California. Okay. Where'd you get El Paso? <laughs> it said Paso. Oh. <laughs> and I thought I like read real quick. Sorry. I was like, what? It is from California. Those are two so. very different places. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We've had some Western New York wines, which has been fun, but yeah. now we're delving into California. So, <laughs> cheers. We're kind of far. Clink, clink. <laughs> <laughs> we set up our new pod room. Say, I hope you guys are excited. We've got new microphones. I hope we sound a little bit better yeah. to you. <laughs> I mean, this room is really echoey, so yeah. sorry, not sorry. We'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> They'll be, we'll, yeah, we'll pad the We're going to be like every other podcast where we first listen to the beginning episodes. They're like, oh dear God, please don't listen to the first episodes. They're uh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> sounded like we were recording with a freaking toilet. And <laughs> well, we had a good mic. We had a good mic, but it would always pick up the person that it was closer to. Yeah. So we got two new ones and they're really cool. They Like, we'll take a picture. We'll put it on the Instagram or something. Yeah. The room's kind of still a mess, so I don't want to. I don't want to show anybody, <laughs> Jesse. Yeah, sorry. I say we're still in the pod room development phase. Yeah, there's probably gonna be a couch in here at some point, and it's yeah. My husband and I decided to 
move around our whole upstairs. <laughs> okay, so actually, we have new microphones and a whole new pod room. Yeah, we were, <laughs> we were recording in the smaller room, which I think you could hear echoes, but it wasn't as bad because it was smaller. Yeah, it was smaller. So I think but... that's why this room is a little bit echoey. It's pretty big. In, in comparison, if, Ooh. I mean, you've never seen my house. Yeah. That's good. It's velvety <laughs> smooth, and it sneaks up on you, so. Oh my god, that is velvety. I like, ooh, that's good. Yeah, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like dry wine normally, and I like it a lot. I know. Okay, guys. This, get ready for a wild ride. I'm so not ready for this. I'm, I've been telling Nicole <laughs> about this. I've been so excited. About this for, oh, like, weeks. And that was why I was like. I kind of was very gung-ho about America's First. Yeah. I was like, I really want to do it. Please, 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 please. Yeah. Because I found this case, and it's great, and it's gnarly. It's, when you think it can't get any worse, it does. And I'm just going to give a, a big trigger warning right off the bat. Not going to say it again, but, but it's not a, great. This is a screwed up one. So, but I'll, t- I'll tell you if you want to skip, you know, a couple of seconds or whatever, because there's a letter that I read that's very very graphic and that he wrote to his uh, victims whether it's very oh it's, God. it's bad so i'll let you know when that part's coming but just big big trigger warning big ass trigger warning right up front <laughs> big ass trigger warning yeah big ass trigger warning um oh b-a-t-w i'm just gonna say that from now now on this is a b-a-t-w guys <laughs> b-a-t-w yeah b-a-t-w okay so we are talking today about albert fish he is scary (laughs) as fuck and i just i can't he's really scary so he was also known as the gray man the werewolf of wisteria and possibly the brooklyn vampire um those last two sound like terrible like ya novels (laughs) i know right right and oh that meme i sent you the other day was like what's your what's your ya novel title and it's like mine was like and other things that almost killed me that's what i like i say mine was like love the end of the world and other round things i was like no the world is round the world is round so Uh, so yeah, so the possibly the Brooklyn Vampire, there was a case with the Brooklyn Vampire, but he never could, he never admitted or denied that he did those. So they've never, they've never actually tied him to to that, but they think that he did it. Um, he was a a suspect in at least five killings in his lifetime. And I really liked this. It was a quote from one of the articles that I read. It said he was the embodiment of a parent's worst nightmare and penned one of the most vile confession letters ever written. Oh. And he, let me tell you, he is a compulsive letter writer. A lot of what they have on him is his own accounts written in his own hand. Holy shit. Yeah, he loved to write letters. He gets caught for a lot of things prior to the murders via letters. He's really interesting. So, he confessed to three murders that police were able to trace to known homicides and confessed to stabbing at least two other people. Okay. Um, and he was put on trial for kidnapping for murder and was convicted and was executed in the electric chair. And really interesting fact, he's the oldest man to ever be electrocuted in the electric chair. Wow. And he said something real gross. His last words are gross. I will tell you, so we'll get there. We'll get there, we'll get there. Suspense! I know, I know. He's he's, he's a gnarly dude, man. 
Um, so he was born May 19th, 1870 in Washington, D.C. That's my mom's birthday. Are May 19th. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. <laughs> and I hope I said 1870, not 1970s. Sometimes I have dyslexia with numbers. Sorry. <laughs> um, and he was originally named, not originally, but his biological name is Hamilton Howard Fish. Um, and he was named after the New York statesman Hamilton Fish, who was... Um, Secretary of State under President Ulysses S. Grant in 1869 to 1877. Um, they have no relation. Oh, okay. They have no relation. He was just named after. He was like, hey, my last name is Fish. Yeah. <laughs> like, Let's this. Um, so many members of his family had mental illnesses. Um, they Lots of them had psychopathic personalities. And one suffered from um, a religious mania uh -huh. where they were like obsessed with yeah. So this like one family member that has a religious mania is mm -hmm. gonna come back to haunt us later. So just remember that. God, okay. Not ready. Keep that in the back of your brains. Religious mania. Mm -hmm. Not ready. Um. So his father died October fifteenth of eighteen seventy five when he was five years old. So his, because he had so many siblings, and I can't remember how many siblings he had. It was quite a few. Wow. Um. But because he had so many siblings and his mother could not take care of him on her own, he was sent to St. John's Orphanage for a long time. Oh, and he was there, I think, until he was about nine, so four years. Um, he was a soprano in their boys' choir the whole oh. four years that he was there, the whole couple of years that he was there. Um, and he was given the nickname Ham and Eggs because his name was Hamilton. Um, uh. So... <laughs> Eventually, obviously, like I said, he changes his name to Albert. Yeah. Um, and he changed his name at 15 when he graduated high school. Um, while he was at this orphanage, he was frequently whipped and beaten. Oh, my God. And this is when he discovered that he enjoyed physical pain. Um, and the beatings would often uh, make him aroused. Oh. Um, and that would make the other orphans, like, tease him and stuff like that. Um... Oh, so that's terrible. By 1879, um, his mother had gotten a job, and um, with the government, and had taken back custody of Albert, who was at that point nine. Oh my God. Um, he started a homosexual relationship um, in 1882 with a telegraph boy, um, and this telegraph boy introduced him to drinking urine and eating feces. Oh, um, no, no. Yeah, so that's one of his pathologies. Oh. He's nasty, I'm oh, telling you. Oh, that's absolutely fucking I disgusting. I told you, when, this get, when you think this can't get any worse, it just oh, gets worse I'm and worse. I'm just really glad I didn't have wine in my mouth at that moment because yeah. I probably would spit it out. <laughs> um, when he was a teenager, he began visiting public baths, and he would watch boys undress and spent most of his free weekends at these places. Oh, my God, um, this guy's fucked up. Being, like, a voyeur. Oh. Um, and in... 1890, he arrived in New York City, and he claimed that he became a male prostitute at this time. There's nothing to back this up, but he claims he, he did. Claims. Mm. Um, he also said that at this time, he began raping young boys. God. Um, and he kept committing these crimes even after his mother arranged a marriage with a 19-year-old um, girl named Anna. Um, and they got married in 1898, and he was 28 years old, so almost 10 years older than her. Okay, wow. Um, he made, sh he says that he made sure in some way 
that she was interested in his perverted sexual desires, at least in some way. I don't know what that means, but it means that she participated with him. She did not know okay, about the murders. I was about to like, wait, what? She did not know about the murders, but she participated in icky sex acts with him at home. Oh, gosh. Um, but did not know about I the I mean, murders. everybody has their own kinks, but to me, that is nasty. Yeah, I mean... Sorry. I mean, when we talk about BTK, his wife, he said, he told his wife he liked all that stuff, and and she's like, nah, bye. Like, <laughs> I'm good. No thanks, I don't want that. I'm not good. Um, so they had six children together, him and Anna. Um, wow. Albert... Albert Jr., Anna, Gertrude, Eugene, John, and Henry. Um, and throughout 1898, so we're like, you know, he gets married, they have children, mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. Um, throughout 1898, he worked as a house painter and would often relocate for work. I don't think the, I don't think his kids would. I think he would. He did. Yeah, he would travel. Got it. And have like places that he lived, like like apartmenty kind of things, yeah. like boarding houses or whatever. Um, so while he was working as a house painter, it said that he continued molesting children, mostly boys under the age of six, um, after particularly brutal, like, rapes and beatings and things like that, um, he would change his address completely. So he would either have his parents, like, have his kids and his wife move to one end of town or the other to a brand new town. So, like... He's always relocating, but he's always moving his family, too. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, That's nuts. Um, and he never returned to the same neighborhood twice, ever. Wow. Um, and he has said that he had children in every state from New York to Montana. Oh, um, my God. Yeah, so... And he would entice these kids with um, small amounts of money, would bribe them and stuff... And when he was painting, he would often wear overalls over his, like, naked body. Like, no underwear, no other clothes. Ew! Um, so, one, he could be nude very quickly. Yeah. If he needed to be. And, two, um, his victims had only seen him in painter's clothes, so they wouldn't recognize him in plain clothes later. Okay. I mean, um, I don't want to say that's smart, but it's kind of smart, and it's kind of yeah. also creepy yeah and he like he was having like extramarital affairs and all this stuff throughout this whole time and he later would tell a story about a lover who took him to a wax wax works museum so like um like that ripley's wax people museum it looks cool um at this time i'm like sorry guys just this is kind of gross um he became fascinated by this like wax depiction of a bisection of a penis And he would then develop a morbid interest in castration. Oh! Um, How do you... Okay, that's just... Yeah, and he claims that at some point, he would also... He would often have relationships with people who were, like, mentally impaired. So that they, like, didn't, like, go to the police when he did icky things to them. Because, like, who would believe them, I guess, at that time? People weren't very kind to people with mental illnesses at that point. Um, so he said during an, a relationship that was later on with a mentally disabled man, he attempted to castrate him after tying him up, and the man managed to escape and flee. Oh my god, um, good for the man. Yeah. <laughs> so after all of this with this guy, he began intensive, um, intensifying his visits to brothels um, and so that he could be whipped and beaten more often. Oh, For fun. him, it's yeah. really about like the beating. Wow. Like, it's not really about anything else. Um, 
So in 1903, he was arrested for embezzlement and was sentenced to incarceration in Sing Sing. And um, while he was there, he would regularly have sex with men in prison. Okay. Um, so <laughs> he's, he's still with his wife at this point? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Woman. And he was released from Sing Sing for that crime in 1910. Um and then seven years later, in January of 1917, after 19 years of marriage with Anna, she left him for a man named John Strobe. He was a handyman who was boarding with the, their family. Um, and Fish is 53 years old at this point. Um, she sent the kids to a movie, and Albert was out um, working. And when they all came home, she had left him with the children and took everything they owned. Their what? entire house, I'm not, yeah, I'm not kidding. Their entire house was empty. And she just left all six of her children. Oh, with Albert. With Albert Fit. Oh my God. Here's the thing. <gasps> he cared for and raised the, his children his entire, their entire lives, basically. Wow. Like, for the rest of their lives, they did not see their mother, and he continued to raise them. And um, here's something that's very interesting. So this is all about how he is, like, nasty towards kids. He never laid a hand on his children, and he never yelled, spanked, nothing. Did nothing to them. Wow. Ever. That's so weird. It's very strange that, like, it's like this total juxtaposition. Yeah. Like, here's this nice family man, this older, gentle-looking family man, and then on this other side, he's, like, a nasty, horrible monster. So, wow. um, he said that her leaving freed him and threw the chains off. And so that he was able to do whatever he wanted. Oh, God. Um, so after this, Fish began hearing voices in his head. Oh, good. Um, he once wrapped himself up in a carpet, explaining that he was following the instructions of John the Apostle. So there's that sneaky religious mania again. And like, let's, let's just put this out here. Albert Fish is extremely religious. Extremely. Really? Very, very devoted to God. And he rapes little boys. Yes. It's very strange. And I'm going to get into that a whole... I'm going to get into a whole little strange. thing about his pathology at the end. So wow, we'll, okay. we'll talk about it. Um, in 1922, Albert Jr., his oldest son, witnessed his father standing on a hill screaming that he was Christ. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this is one of the men that he... And then in 1999, he said he claimed to have stabbed a mentally disabled boy in Georgetown, Washington, D.C. Like I said, he moves around a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and many of his victims were either mentally disabled or African-American because Albert believed that they would not be missed. Oh, that's just terrible. Yeah. That's really bad. Oh. So here is one of the murders that he gets arrested for later on. Okay. On May 25th, 1928, mm -hmm. um, Edward Budd put a classified ad in a Sunday edition of the New York World, and his ad read, Young man, 18, wishes, posi wishes position in country, Edward, Bo Edward Budd, sorry, I can't read, 406 West 15th Street. Um, Albert was 58 at this point, and he responded to the young boy's ad in the paper. And he ended up visiting the Bud family in Manhattan because he's back in New York City at this point. Okay. Um, 
So he visits them under the pretense that he's going to hire Edward to work for him. Mm -hmm. um, and he introduced himself as Frank Howard and said he was a farmer from Farmingdale, New York. Okay. Um, th this is when Albert met Edward Budd's young sister, Grace, and she was 10 years old. Oh, no. Um, Fish promised to hire Edward and said that he would send for him in a few days after meeting with the family. On his second visit, he, um, again, agreed to hire Edward and then somehow convinced um, Edward and Grace's parents to let Grace come with Albert to attend a birthday party that evening that was at his sister's home. Which does not exist. Let's uh, just put that out there. He has no sister that doesn't exist. This is a ruse. Oh, this is terrible. Um, he said that the party was at 137th Street in Columbus Ave, and he would return her by 9 p.m. Why would you Apparently, let that I don't... I, why would you send your daughter off with a stranger? I, I like, you don't know this person? Um, I just want to take your small child to a birthday party. It's fine. I don't know you. Trust me. At all. Yeah, I don't... I mean, but a lot of people said he just looked like a kindly old man. And they did not think anything of it. Oh. So it's very strange. Um, Columbus Ave actually ends at 100th, 110th Street in Manhattan. And oh. not 137th Street. So, so, like, Columbus Ave, like... Columbus, so like, it's just hard to explain. So Columbus Ave eventually turns into another street. Yeah. So 137th is on the corner of a different street, not yeah. Columbus. So that so, just doesn't even exist. Yeah, it just doesn't even exist. Um, and, but the buds did not know this. Say so back then, it's not like you can just Google yeah, an address. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, unless they had a map. Yeah. But, I mean, who just opens up a map? They probably were like, oh yeah, sure, whatever. And one really sad thing here is this, this whole thing, the second... The second encounter with the buds where he takes Grace is on June 3rd, 1928. Mm -hmm. um, and Grace ends up getting dressed in her white confirmation dress to go to this party. Dresses oh. up in the nicest thing that she has. Oh. Um, Precious. It's so sad. Um... Oh, this is so gross. I'm sorry. I just I can't. <laughs> sorry, you're um, having a hard time Albert, reading this. I'm not even ready. <laughs> Albert Fish says that he took Grace, um, and he first stopped at a newspaper stand and picked up a bag where he had left uh, of knives that he had left there previously, hidden it somewhere away. Oh, I was gonna say like, what did you just like? Like he just like, like hey, no, he, he, no, here, hold my knives. I'm like, here, hang on to my bag of knives. I'll be back in a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> No, he what? just, like, hit, he hit it behind this newspaper stand. Um, he gets on the train with her. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll tell you where he goes in a minute. He gets on the train with her, and as they're getting off the train at the destination, he um, claims he forgot his package. That's what he says it is. It's a package. Um, on the train, and Grace goes back onto the train to get it, not realizing that these are going to be the weapons that murder her. Oh, yeah. My God. Um, and so they get off at Worthington Station, and Grace is never seen again. Never Ugh. seen alive again. Oh, my soul. Um, during this during this summer of 1928, um, after Grace's murder and stuff, Albert gets arrested three times for larceny, and each sentence is suspended. They don't end up charging him. They don't end up doing anything. Why? 
I don't know. Oh my god. Um, <sighs> so, and then later on, after, you know, Grace's murder, they end up arresting Charles Edward Pope on September 5th of 1930 as a sub- suspect in her kidnapping. Um, he was a 66-year-old okay. apartment house super- superintendent, and he was accused by his estranged wife. Can you tell maybe why that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he spent a lot of time in jail um, between his arrest and trial. Um, I don't think anything came of that. I only found that information in, like, one place. Wow. Okay. So, or one or two places, so I don't think anything. Yeah. There wasn't enough evidence to charge him. Yeah. There wasn't evidence at all. At all, because he didn't. Yeah, yeah. nobody knew what happened. They gave, He gave them a wrong name. It's just yeah. not right. Um. So, on ni- uh, December 22nd, 1930, Fish gets remarried to Mrs. Estella Wilcox. Um. Oh, Sorry. Right, wrong date. Sorry, that's February 6, 1930. Sorry. Okay. Um, like, two months later. <laughs> I, read, I read the wrong date before that. Um, that was when uh, Edward Pope, or Charles Edward Pope's trial was. So, like I said, they get married February 6th, 1930, in Waterloo, New York, and they get divorced after one week. What? Yeah. I don't know why, but they get divorced after one week. Wow, that shit went sour fast. And he's like, man. Um, <laughs> God. Well, the, she year, got out of the year of 1930, he's arrested six times for vagrancy, um, larceny, violation of parole, and sending indecent literature through the mail. Oh my God, he literally sent nudes through snail mail. He didn't send nudes. He sent, because like, pictures were expensive back then. Um, cause they were hard to take. Um, so he was writing nasty letters. Oh, so he was, oh. Like, remember how I said he's a compulsive letter writer? Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, he's nasty. Um, so he would search through classified ads, hoping, um, to find a, compa- a pa- uh, companion that shared his nasty fantasies. So he would nobody, search through dude. these. There's yeah, nobody. really. You, your best bet's in prison. That's no, where you're going to find extra weirdos. And nobody. even they want to shank you because you hurt little children. Nobody <laughs> nobody wants to touch you at all. It's like, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And they say, like, I wouldn't touch you with a 49 and a half foot pole. Oh, yeah. Would not touch you. Um, so he would go with under aliases John W. Pell, Robert Hayden, Thomas Spr- and Thomas Sprague. And then in May of 1930, he was arrested for sending an obscene letter to an African-American woman who answered an, atta- an advertisement he put out for a maid. Oh, wow. He wrote to her, and he wrote her an icky letter. Um, oh and then on December 15th of 1930, he is um, taken to Bellevue Psychiatric Host- Hospital for a psychiatric examination. Because he's sending nasty shit in the mail. Yeah, and he's been arrested um, 18,000 times already. <laughs> he's, he's evaluated by 11 psychiatrists psychiatrists, and found to be sane. And, um, yeah. I think every single one of those psychiatrists needs to have their, their, head <laughs> their looked license at. removed. Yeah, yeah. Because um, <laughs> no, no, he's not right. sane. He's pretty crazy. He's a little bit great, great. Um, and he is released three weeks later with six months probation. Oh After, you know, sending nasty things to ladies in the mail. Okay, okay, okay. 
B-A-T-W. Big ass trigger warning. This is going to be hard to read. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing. There's like a whole section that doesn't really pertain to the case. It's Well, it does. He writes this whole letter. Yeah. But um, it, it doesn't have to do... With the, murder, yes, with the murder, yes, with the murder. So pertinent to the story. It's not. I mean, it's per. I mean, it's pertinent because it's Iggy, but it's just it, it. It doesn't have anything to do with what we're going to talk about right now. So he sends a letter on in November of 1934 to Mrs. Bud, Grace's mother. She's illiterate. She cannot read. Oh no. And so obviously she can't read this herself, and mm-hmm. she asks her son to read it instead. Oh. It is oh, a no. pretty long letter, and I'm going to read the second half of it about... Well, you'll see. So... I literally put my wine down because B-A-T-W I don't think I should be holding it up. right now, so if you want to skip, <laughs> skip. On Sunday, June the 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street, brought you pot cheese, strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her. On the pretense of taking her to a party, you said, yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs and stripped all of my clothes off. I knew if I did not, I would get her blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in a closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run down the stairs. I grabbed her and said she w- and she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked. How she did kick, bite, and scratch. I choked her to death then cut her in small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, oh my cook and eat it. Mm. How sweet and tender her little ass was roasted in the oven. Oh. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. Oh I did not fuck her though. I could have if I had wished. She died a virgin. And scene. That's the letter. And this is what Mrs. Bud receives. I'm literally speechless. In right the now. mail. The whole beginning paragraph, I'll just explain, is about, um, is about his friend who I cannot verify whether or not he existed. I don't think he did. He's obviously a pathological liar. It's about his friend who was like a captain in like the Navy or something and how he went to China and how in China they eat meat and how he would, they would sell children and you could buy the children like meat and then you would kill them and eat them. That's what the first part is about. So he sends he sends this letter, and the whole first paragraph is about this weird friend he has, where he like roasted a this child. Chinese child in the oh oven, and then and then told Albert about it, which I oh. don't think happened. But then oh, the second paragraph is the paragraph that I just read to you. I can't with that. That is just. Um, so later on, after Fish is arrested and he confesses to her murder, um, he told his attorney that he did rape Grace, but he was, like I've said, he's a compulsive liar. And, um, earlier on in the investigation, he tells the police that he had, it had never entered his head to rape her. So I don't, and he, and in the letter he says he didn't. So I'm pretty sure that he did not. Yeah. Uh, doesn't make it any better, but he did not rape her. 
Um, so the lever, the letter was delivered in an envelope that had a small emblem on it with the letters NYPCBA. And that, that stands for New York Private Chauffeurs Benevol Benevolent Association. Okay. Um, That's interesting. The, the lead investigator on Grace's case was William F. King, and he spent six years investigating what she what happened to her. So, like I wow. said, he gets this letter from her in 1934, but he killed her in 1928. Oh, wow. So he, like, what? That's six years. Yeah. That's, that's six, six years. years later. So he's oh on God. her case for six years when, when the buds finally received this letter. Um, Walter Winchell, who was a reporter at the time, mm -hmm. teamed up with Detective King, and they published a false lead in the newspaper. Oh. Um, and was eventually given the letter from Fish. So they posted, they, like, they wrote this thing in the, in the newsletter, if you have any information, and Mrs. Bud called and was like, I have this fucking letter from this dude. Yeah. Um, for four weeks, King traced the letter that was sent to the buds, and a janitor at um, the New York Private Chauffeurs Benevolent Association um, told the police that he had taken some of the stationery home to a boarding house he had been living at at the time, but had left it um, when he moved. Oh. And this um, stationery was at the rooming house was at a rooming house on 200 East 52nd Street. And let me guess, Mr. Fish had stayed there. Oh yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Detective King goes to this rooming house mm -hmm. and the landlady says that Fish took over this janitor's lease or like came in right after him. Yeah. And um he's and she said that um Fish had asked him to hold her mail, that he was going to come pick it up or something. Yeah. Um, and because he had checked out of the, bar of the boarding house a few, like, days prior. Yeah. And so she asks, well, the police ask her to, like, call him because she had been, quote unquote, saving his mail. He was going to yeah. come pick it up. I think it was, like, a paycheck or something. Um, oh, yeah. She said that Fish's son had sent him money. And, um, and he had asked to hold, for her to hold the check. Okay. So he was going to come back. And when he came back, Fish was surprised by the detective. Ooh. Who was there waiting for him. Dun -dun. So December 13th of 1934, at 64 years old, Albert Fish is arrested for the mur murder of Grace Bud. Good. Uh, Fish agreed to go to the headquarters with King for questioning. But when they reached the street door, um, Fish lunged at the detective with a razor blade. What? And they ended up incapacitating him, and they took him. Okay. They, they say, disarmed him. <laughs> they disarmed him and took him to police headquarters. Say, this fucker gets away right now. <laughs> no, no, he didn't get away. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, while he's in interrogation, Fish makes no attempt to deny that he killed Grace Bud. Wow. Um, saying that he had actually meant to go kill Edward... Um, but Edward was a healthy teenage boy who could easily take him mm. because Albert Fish is old as fuck. Yeah. Um, how old is he at this point? What year was he born? He, he's 64 years old when he's arrested. He's 64. Yeah. Wow. Um, he said that he chose Grace because he liked her tomboyish looks and demeanor. That's why he chose her. I hate this man. <laughs> um, so during this investigation, Fish leads detectives to a cottage. Um, it's called Wisteria Cottage, which is why he's the the werewolf of Wisteria. Okay. It's called Wisteria Cottage. Um, and this is in Westchester, New York. Um, 
he used to live 1500 feet from this cottage like years before so he knew it was there oh and it was very premeditated um they found a bunch of evidence at this cottage um they found the skull of grace oh Um, my god he just like left her there yeah um so he pointed to an um an area and they found a skull and they determined that it was the same age as this the body was the same age as grace's there's blood spatter all over the walls and floorboards um they found a rusted blood-stained cleaver and handsaw and a lot of bone forever fragments. And like I said, these were all positively identified to be that of a 10-year-old girl. Oh my god. He just like didn't even bother to try and clean up. Yeah, and dental records confirmed it was Grace's skull. Oh. Um, after, it, after his arrest, um, he confessed to the murder of a boy named Billy Gaffney. Um, so on February 11th of 1927, and they had no clue mm-hmm. that he did this even. So like, this was like, this is why I put this here yeah. because he did not, like, they did not know about it until he confessed to it. Um, so on February 11th of 1927, which is the year before Grace got taken, mm-hmm. um, Gaffney was playing in the hallway, um, in the alleyway outside of his parents' apartment in Brooklyn. Um, at 99 15th Street with his friend Billy Beaton. So I'm going to call them Gaffney and Beaton. Okay. Because, um, and that's B-E-A-T-O-N. Not Beaton with a stick. Sorry. <laughs> um, but they're both named Billy, so that's confusing. Um, both boys at the time had disappeared. But Beaton was found on the roof of the apartment house. Alive? Later on. Alive. Oh, okay. Alive. And when he, when police asked him what happened to Billy Gaffney, he said the boogeyman took him. Oh, um, poor child. Yeah. Joseph Meehan, a motorman on the Brooklyn trolley, saw a picture of Fish in the newspaper and positively identified that Fish was the old man that he saw trying to quiet a little boy sitting with him on the trolley that day. Um, oh. Joseph Meehan also claimed he heard clanking in Fish's satchel which fish claimed were tools. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the package of knives. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Billy Gaffney was then um, dragged off of the trolley by the man, um, and he wasn't wearing a jacket, and apparently he was crying for his mother. Oh. And it's February. Oh, my soul. Um, police matched um, the description of the child that um, Meehan had given to Billy Gaffney. Um... And, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. That's just so terrible. Um, So, he, Fish, wanted an insanity plea. He wanted to plead insanity when he um, was, you know, in all of this. Yeah. Um, And while he was in prison, he wrote to Detective King about how he would torture himself. Yeah, he can torture himself? Torture himself. He would, like, so, you know, have, I don't know if you've seen movies where, like, people in the name of religion and stuff will whip themselves. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah, he did shit like that. Oh, my God. Um, so, after his arrest, he's taken to the hospital because Detective King wants to confirm that this is true. Yeah. Um, and while at the hospital, they take a pelvic x-ray and they find 29 needles lodged into his abdomen. Um, and there was evidence that some of these needles had been there for more than seven years. 
What? He would shove these needles into himself. And he was in constant pain. And he liked it. Oh you should see Nicole's face right God. now. I'm telling I'm, you, you think this thing can't get oh, worse, and it does. I'm like, I want to hold my stomach right now. Like, oh, ow, just like, how do you... Mm. Guys, I'm going to put up a picture of all of this. Uh, they have pictures of the, of the x-ray. Oh, I'm going to no. put it on the Instagram and the Facebook and the Twitter. It's gnarly. So he just like took needles and shoved them into his pelvic region. Yep. Like, and whenever he walked, he was in constant pain, but he liked it. Oh. Because he would put them like near bones and shit. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And I will show you these x-rays. Oh They're nasty. God. My body hurts just thinking mm-hmm. about this. Oh my God, I can't. It's crazy. Oh. Okay, so. Sorry. No, I still got a lot. I was like, do I feel? Okay, so like I said, he was arrested. Um, ooh, where did I put that? In, on um, December 13th of 1934. Mm-hmm. And his trial um, began Monday, March 11th of 1935 in White Plains, New York. Frederick P. Close was the judge. Chief Assistant D- District Attorney Albert F. Gallagher was the prosecuting attorney. Mm-hmm. Fish's defense attorney was a man named James Dempsey. Um, and the trial lasted for 10 days. Fish pleaded guilty. Oh, sorry, he pleaded insanity. Sorry, he didn't plead guilty. He pleaded insanity. Okay. Um, he claimed that he heard voices from God telling him to kill the children. Oh, for the love of God. Um, many witnesses said that they saw fish in the areas where the murders occurred, or they said um, fish had made unwelcome advances towards their children. Oh, um, that's fun. But no witnesses had come, had come forward before the trial to make an official report. So this, oh. is, all, all, this is all things they're saying during the trial. Yeah. But no one before that had made a report. Yeah. Very weird. Um, several of several psychiatrists testified about fish, Fish's sexual fetishes. Um, and there was a disagreement as to whether these activities meant that he was insane. Uh, the defense chief's the defense's chief expert witness was a man named Frederick Wortham. Wow, it's pouring! All of a sudden, I was like, what is that? Guys, it's a monsoon all of a sudden. You see this? It's fucking torrential downpour, man. Okay. I thought maybe... It was sunny like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, 10 seconds ago. (laughs) Um, So if you hear rain, that's what that is. Um, So the the defense's chief expert witness was a um, a psychiatrist named Frederick Wortham. Um, And he was a psychiatrist with a focus on child development and... He conducted a lot of psychiatric examinations for New York criminal courts. Um, Wortham stated that Fish was insane. Okay. Um, I don't think he was insane. I I think he was perfectly sane. I say, to me, it sounds like he was perfectly sane. He's got a lot of weird fucking fetishes. Yeah. But that doesn't make you insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's hearing voices, but I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows if that's true? Um, yeah. So there was another defense witness named Mary Nicholas, and she was Fish's ex seventeen year old stepdaughter. So I think I think this was the the Miss Wilcox. This is Wilcox, where they were only married for like a week. Yeah. Um. But they didn't. They didn't say. Um, okay. Whether this was her or not. Um. She described how Fish taught her and her brothers. 
um, and her other sisters, a game, quote-unquote, involving overtones of mas masochism and child molestation. Um, so that's weird. <laughs> the jury ended up finding him to be sane and Good. found him guilty of first-degree murder, and the judge ordered a death sentence. Good. Um, after being sentenced, sentenced, Fish confessed to another murder... So let's just make, let's make this clear. I'm going to just say this right now. Um, Billy, Billy Gaffney's murder and this other murder that I'm about to tell you about, he never gets convicted for. The only one he ever gets tried and convicted for are Grace Buds. Wow. Because there is overwhelming evidence. So all of these, all of the other murder confessions come out after he's arrested, arrested. or tried. And he's not convicted for any of them? No. There's no evidence. Oh my God. There's no physical evidence. Yeah, a lot of rain, guys. It's crazy. No, it's, like, insanely sunny, too. <laughs> well, rainbows! Um, okay, so, like I said, after, after being sentenced, Fish, Fish, Fish confesses to the murder of an 8-year-old named Francis X. McDonald in Staten Island. Um, he says that he saw Francis playing on the front porch of his home near Port Richmond, Staten Island, on July 15, 1924. So this is before either of the other murders, Billy Gaffney or Grace Bunn. Um, he says, um, well, he did, so he disappeared, this kid, Francis, disappeared July 15th of 1924, and the Boy Scouts that, like, came in to help search for him ended up finding his body buried underneath a pile of leaves and branches. Oh. Um, his mother says that she saw a old man walk by his, by her house all day, clenching and unclenching his fists. Um, okay. he would walk past and not say anything. Later that day, the old man was seen again, but this time he was watching Francis and his friends play. Oh, so the first time he's like just walking by and then the next time nope. he's watching them. Nope. See, I don't care if he's just standing there watching. That is when I call the cops and I'm like, there's this weird ass dude. I would have brought my kid, kid in. I would have called like, you a kid go outside. Yeah, I would have been like, okay, kids inside and I would have called the cops. I would have like, I don't care if you didn't do anything to them. I want a patrol in this neighborhood. Exactly. It's Crazy. Weird. <laughs> I'm, I mean it's just crazy. he's a parent's fucking worst nightmare. Seriously. He really is. So, Fish says that he lured Francis into the woods with raisins. Raisins? That's like a candy back then. It's sweet. Oh, okay. But I'm, that's just... He, that? he, he said to give him raisins. It's not How? like a kid where you're like, oh, here's his candy bar. How old is he? The, the kid? Eight. Okay. I'm like... It's I feel like back then, raisins would have, like, I feel like now, if you get a pack of raisins, like, for Halloween or something, you're like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> to be quite honest, if you're one of the people that hands out raisins on Halloween, we can't be friends Yeah, ever, we're not friends. And you were a disgrace to the human race. I already have Halloween candy in my house. Girl. Ugh. You had it before me, but I just got it, and it's dangerous. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So, like I said, he lured him out in, into the woods with raisins, and when his body was found, um... He, he was, his body was found near where a neighbor had said he had seen Francis and the old man going. Mm -hmm. Um, and he had been assaulted. Francis had been assaulted and strangled with his own suspenders. Yeah. That's just sad. Um, <laughs> Fish has denied, well, he's dead. So Fish denied involvement with any other murders. 
Um, but Detective King believed that Fish may have been the Brooklyn vampire who was a rapist and murder who, murderer who mainly preyed on children. Oh. Um, but he never... They had no evidence that it was No him. evidence. Um, and the, the, these were... Um, the, I think there's five of them. One of them was a five-year-old named Emma Richardson. One of them was a girl... Oh, and well, here's the people that they think that maybe he had involvement in their murder. So yeah. um, a five-year-old girl named Emma, Emma Richardson in 1926, a 12-year-old girl named Yetta Abramowitz in 1927. And this is where it gets weird because he doesn't really assault teenagers. And so I'm kind of like, mm, maybe he didn't do these. Yeah. But I don't know. Who knows? We will never know. Um, in 1932, there was a 16-year-old girl named Mary Ellen O'Connor. Um, in 1931, there was a six-year-old named Robin Jean Liu. And in 1930... Oh, sorry. I skipped another 1932 one. Um, there was a boy named Benjamin Collins, who was 17. But here's the thing. He did not go after Edward Budd. Like, these younger victims, 5, 12, 6... I think I could see that maybe, yeah. but the 16 and the 17, he didn't go after Edward Budd purpose, purposely because he was an 18 year old who could take him. Yeah. So that, that to me doesn't make much sense, but apparently the, a lot of the MO was the same. Now, I'm sorry, the two teenagers, were they both girls? No, one was a boy. Oh, one was a boy. Okay. And he, and he, and he went both ways. Sorry, that wasn't a joke, but he murdered girls and boys. Yeah, I, I know. I was just thinking because I was like, maybe if they were both girls, they were smaller. No, but one's a girl and one's a boy. One's a boy, so... I mean, unless that kid was scrawny as hell. Yeah. If you see pictures of Albert Fish, and I'm going to post them, he's scrawny as hell. Is he really? He's little, man. He's very small. Oh. So, so I think that's part of the reason why he went after kids. I was say, I think I have to agree with you. I don't think he would go after teenagers. It just seems a little... It, the age seems a little too high for me. But, I mean, maybe when he was... No, but 1932? I was about to be like, maybe when he was younger, but 1934... Yeah. 1930, 1928, he's committing the Grace Bud murder. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, Fish arrived at Sing Sing in March of 1935 um, after his trial and was executed on January 16th of 1936 in the electric chair. Um, he entered the chamber at 11.06 p.m. and was pronounced dead three minutes later. And he's buried in the Sing Sing Prison Cemetery. They uh, buried him there? Uh-huh. He's buried there. Wow. Um, <laughs> he was recorded to have said that electrocution would be the supreme thrill of my life. Oh, dear God. Um... And then it's, they said that just before the switch was flipped, he stated, I don't even know why I'm here. Which doesn't. What? Yeah, I don't, it was weird. That's strange. So, and, and, and then there's an interesting urban legend that happens because of all of this and because of the needles. Okay. Um, this urban legend says that it took his, his execution took longer because of the, num the numerous needles that were inserted into his privates which disrupted the flow of electricity. I watched a um, documentary and oh. a, a PhD candidate. I don't know. He has a PhD. So a, a doctor, not a doctor, like medical doctor, like a PhD doctor. His name is Theodore Bernstein, and he's the electrical and computer engineering um, professor at University of Wisconsin-Madison. 
I don't know why they got this specific guy to talk, but they did. And he said um, that the pins would have made no difference in his electrocution time. Um, they would affect the, di the direction of the electrical current in his body, um, but it wouldn't drag the current through the pins. Okay. Um, so they would basically like, it's like light reflecti reflecting, it would hit it and then it would go somewhere else, go somewhere but it else. wouldn't like stay in the pin. Yeah. Um, and like I said, he was the oldest man to ever be um, executed in the electric chair. Okay, so this fucker's pathology. Let's do this. It's Not it's racist. it's kind of crazy, and I'm gonna get into some of his fetishes. Oh no! They're sorry if I mispronounce anything. I've had some wine, so um, <laughs> please tell me. Um, and I didn't write what they all mean, so maybe we'll look up what some of them means because I don't I don't remember. Right. I I mean I wrote these notes forever ago, and I remember I was gonna do that, but I didn't. Okay, I got my um, phone out, so it's gonna be a minute. So you can I'll let you know. I'll like give you a thumbs up or something. Um. So, like I said, he would have visions, and he said that these visions were visitations from Christ, and they were direct messages from God to sacrifice a virgin. Oh, dear God. Um, <laughs> and his, and his thing was more about harming the children than having sex with them. It really did not have to do with the actual rape or, you know, sexual component. It really, towards the children, it really had yeah. to do that he was aroused because they were hurting, not because he actually wanted to do yeah. anything with them. So that was weird. And like I said, um, Fish was a, a very religious man. He was an avid churchgoer. That's yep. just bizarre. Um, he knew all of the books in the Bible. Wow. Um, said grace at every meal. Was the caretaker of the Second Presbyterian Church in Terrytown. Which is actually very close by train to New York City. Yeah, I've heard very of close. If you, oh my mom, if my mom's listening, hi mom. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you if you go to Terrytown, you can't park in Terrytown. That's something that's interesting there. Like you can't park unless it's at a meter. At now that'd be fine because you have those apps on your phones yeah. where you can pay. Uh -huh. Like you would have to feed the meter. So you had to. We we drove to Terrytown once because usually we go to New York and we stop in Poughkeepsie and then yeah. catch the train from Poughkeepsie to New York. Um, and one time we decided not to do Poughkeepsie. We went to Terrytown because it was closer. But we had to like feed the meter with like eight dollars in change. Oh my god. Because. <laughs> We, the meters don't stop until, like, what, 6 or 7 p.m.? Yeah, normally and it's until nighttime. Yeah, it's nighttime when they stop, like, ticketing you for that. And so we had to put, like, $8 because it was, like, I don't know, like, 11 in the morning. It's like, noontime. It's noontime, and we're like, shit. Um, so that's cool. Um, anyway, Terry Tom. Um, and while he's working at this church, being the caretaker of this mm -hmm. church in Terrytown, he's asked to paint angels on the ceiling of the church. So I wonder, really? coffee run, I wonder oh. if we could go to Terrytown and see this church and I wonder if they're there still. Does, I was like, does it, is it still standing? I don't know. We'll so, see. Wait, did you say the name of the church? It's Second Presbyterian Church in Terrytown. She's gonna look that up. I'm sorry if you just heard me burp into the microphone. I'm really sorry that came unintentionally. Um, Why not? So he's very, like I said, you know, he's more about the harming of the children. So he's very concerned with the pain and suffering in the Bible, and that mutilation was what makes one holy. 
because mutilation I mean, makes you holy. I mean, if you read the not so much the um, the New Testament, but the Old Testament, the brimstone and fire and you kill your son and I'll like I'll bless you forever. Like you kill your favorite son. Have you heard that story? Yes. Yeah, like yeah, it's fucked. The the first half of the Bible is fucked up. And and then the second half of the Bible is like love everybody, but the second but the first half is like kill your son right now and I will love you forever and it's like what? so I think he took that ideal a little too far, um, and he followed the word of God strictly and literally. There was no room for interpretation. It was what was in there was literal, and he took it without conscience or compassion. That's weird. Yeah. Um, and he believed that there was something saintly and beautiful about suffering, and there was something ugly and repugnant about sex. So it's very weird. That's He's so very strange. He raised a bunch of people. Yeah, so... it's so strange. Oh my god. Um, and one of the things that like psychiatrists now and guys, if you watch, there's a there's a I think it's on Amazon Prime. There's a really good documentary. There's some imagery that's like kind of fucked, but. It's good for the most part, and um, this is where I got a lot of this information. Uh, they and they had like a a collegiate professor talk about his pathology, and then there was somebody else too that I'll talk to about. Yeah. It's very interesting. Also, but, I'm having trouble finding anything about that church. Yeah, so, so maybe I, it doesn't exist. I was but say, we'll see. About, where's Irvington? I don't know. Okay, so because when I typed in Terrytown, it like might not exist anymore. Maybe they like, knocked it, it down. Brought up some church in, in Irvington, New York. <laughs> maybe and I was they like, knocked it down. Because he fucking do something I saying, there. I tried to search it with his name, and it brought up the Wisteria Cottage. Yeah. Oh, we should do that. Can we go there? It says it's permanently closed, but I'm assuming I don't know if they like knocked it down. I don't care. I'll just go to the site. I don't give a shit. It's in Irvington. Wisteria Cottage is in Irvington. Yeah, it was probably Westchester at the time, but now it's not. Is it there? <gasps> Guys, we're finding this out yeah. on the fly. Oh my god! We should go. Let's go. Please, let's go. Okay. <laughs> coffee. We have like a million coffee runs planned and we're so excited. I know. We're so excited. Um, so listen to those guys. It's fun. Um, so the, the, the psychiatrist said that Fish, in a sense, made Grace Bud into a martyr because he did this horrible thing to her, but he saved her from raping her, which is what he found ugly and repugnant was the sex part of what he was doing. Um, and somehow it. he loved her by doing this, is what they said, in some fucked up way. I'm not saying this is right. Please don't get mad. I'm, I'm just saying what the psychiatrist said. This is just so bizarre. What he me. was thinking in his mind. And she said that this whole thing with him really connects to the idea of sacrifice. And he saw himself as Abraham in the, whole, in the Old Testament, who was told by God to sacrifice his, I think it's his oldest son, his favorite son. And then he, Abraham, sure as shit, to get the love of God, brings this kid up to the top of a mountain, goes to sacrifice him. And it's just when he's about to kill this kid that God's like, stop! Yeah, so... Oh, you were gonna do it! I believe you! Please don't kill him. Yeah, so he saw himself as Abraham... <laughs> so and then, fucked. I know, he's so fucked up. <laughs> he saw himself as Abraham in the Old Testament and Christ in the New Testament. So he's... He's, like, providing mercy as Christ. Because what he's doing is merciful? I really don't That's get it. It's bullshit. really crazy. Um, 
And so while he was living in NYC, this is something I found really interesting. He would stay in boarding houses or sometimes with his daughters. Um, And he was actually a superintendent at several apartment buildings at some point in his time. Seriously? Yeah. He worked in a lot of YMCA's and um, and homes homes from the tubercular people with tuberculosis. Oh. Um, and he, when he worked at these places, he would somehow find like their most secluded place in the building, usually a basement or a cellar. And um, he would suddenly, randomly, be terminated because he would talk inappropriately or do something weird. Mm-hmm. He would so like a lot of times he lost his jobs abruptly. Wow. Um, and um, he would bring these kids down to these basements, and he would strangle or torture them using knives um a handsaw and a cleaver those were like his right those were like his kit you know how they say that some like murderers have a kit yeah he would have those with him constantly um and he he i mean like i said he was a cannibal he ate i but obviously he didn't eat um i don't know about billy gaffney i don't know if they ever found his body but they found francis mcdonald's body mcdonald sorry mcdonald's body so he obviously didn't eat him, but he yeah. ate Grace Bud, and they don't have Billy Gaffney's body, so they can maybe Cousin. say he did it. Yeah, they might be um, like, Yeah, who knows? Um, so he he was a cannibal, and he believed in vampirism. Um, he took pleasure in taking pieces of flesh from his victims, and he believed in this supernatural idea where their blood and their flesh became a part of him after he ate them. That's disturbing. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> this um, really does just get weirder and weirder. And so, like, here's here's what I said. This very first, um, this very first part of that letter he sent to um, Mrs. Bud, it talked about a claim from a friend, and and I guess his brother maybe, um, mm. where they would tell him dirty stories from their time in the military, and that was one of them where they ate this Chinese kid. And that's that whole first part of the letter. I didn't read that part. Oh. Um, but maybe I'll post it or My give soul. a link to post it or something <laughs> so that you can read the whole thing. Um, he said that the meat of these children tasted like veal. And he would prepare Ew. it with carrots, onions, and gravy. Oh, I'm going to throw up. And his consuming of the blood and the flesh was like holy communion. Okay. As it relates to the, to the Last Supper... We're eating the the bread is Jesus's flesh and drinking the wine is his blood. Yeah, weird oh shit. My God. I'm not even telling you. Yeah, whoever drinks my flesh, whoever eats my flesh and drinks this blood remains in me and I in him. That's like in the Bible. That's it's crazy. Disturbing. Um, he was picked. Is weird. I know. Okay. <laughs> um, and like I said, he was he was picked up several times while he was living in New York State, in other, or New York, yeah, New York State, and other places, um, for impairing the morals of minors. He like really liked kids. Is weird. Um, and a lot of people said that he looked so innocent, and that was why people didn't think that he was doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, he blames all of the murders on the of on the leaving of his wife on his how his wife leaves he said that that was like so he was raping and like molesting and doing icky things but he said that the murders didn't start until after his wife left him because that left him free 
to do whatever he wanted. Um, oh, okay, so having a wife apparently keeps you from being a murderer? Yeah, yeah. And here's what I said about the kids. He said that the six ch- children lived awful lives, which I don't think is true because apparently Albert treated them really well. But they're, like I said, their mother sent them to the movies, and when she returned, when, when they returned, she was gone. Um, and they witnessed their father deteriorate mentally. Like, he really went kind of crazy after she left. Having those religious spoutings and whatever, yeah. I think that really intensified his, like, yeah, his religious the, media. The one kid that talked about, like, seeing him stand on top of the mountain. Yeah, his son screaming, screaming that he was Christ. Christ. But they said, and, and they apparently witnessed his self-torture. They witnessed him torture himself. They watched him do that? Or saw bits and pieces. Oh, yeah. for the love of um, God. But he, like I said, he never s- struck them or spark, spoke harshly to them. Well, just watch me stick some needles in my pelvis. Yeah, I watch me be you. a freak. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here... Okay, ready? No. Here are <laughs> the ready. fetishes. Here are the fetishes. Okay, I've got my phone ready. Sadism. Okay. Masochism. Mm-hmm. Flagellation, which is like whipping yourself Fun. exhibitionism which i think is like looking at people i'm not really sure you look but voyeurism peakerism cannibalism coprophilia urophilia hematolemia i don't know if that said that right please tell me it's spelled h-e-m-a-t-o-l-a-g-n-i-a i have no how i don't know (laughs) pedophilia necrophilia gross and infibulation if somebody wants to send me an email on what all those means that'd be great so Exhibition, whatever the one that you yeah yeah exhibitionism yeah. yes thank you for saying it I wasn't even gonna try I, the only one I can't say is the hematolum <laughs> the wine the wine we drank was like you ain't pronouncing this <laughs> but exhibitionism it, basically it's the compulsion to flash your genitals in public okay so voyeurism is the one where you look you're always like looking at people creepily yeah and exhibitionism is <laughs> I just said this this joke to your boyfriend earlier what to buy a sundial <laughs> in in Hercules when like you think there's that flasher and he opens his coat and it's the sundial <laughs> what to buy a sundial <laughs> um so he's crazy and i know that cop i think it's coprophilia and oh, coprophilia is the um the desire to eat human feces and urophilia is the Urination. desire to watch somebody urinate on you and or drink their urine that's fucking disgusting so he's gross um and like i said you know he was he also had vampirism and he saw drinking the blood as as um he was being cleansed and prepared for god and he believed that he was in touch with the divine and that guy who um who was the defense's psychiatrist wortham i can't remember his first name but wortham he suspected that Fish had abused at least 100 children. Mm-hmm. And that um, 15 had been murdered by him that they did wow. not know about. Um, really? But then another one, um, an- another psychiatrist today, like in that um, documentary I watched, um, said that that was probably on the low side, 15. Probably on the low side. Oh, 
So there's that. Interesting, interesting tidbit. There is this guy who has an auditorium, like ODD, not like auditorium in high school, ODD auditorium. Like odd things. Um, <laughs> in his house, you cannot visit, which is fucked. Let me just say that. If you're listening, that's fucked. So let me tell you about all these weird things in my house. Oh, you want to see him? No, fuck you. Yeah, like, fuck you. <laughs> Apparently, he does, like, paintings of, like, serial killers and, like, scenes and that he's envisioned and stuff like that, whatever. I don't know. I'm not trying to make fun of him. Um, I just don't really understand. But he somehow got the original of Fish's letter to the Buds. I don't know how he got it. He said that he went to, like, the local library or whatever, like, the public documents where, I mean, I don't know where you go to get those things. But he went to go scan it. He just wanted a copy of it and that the lady just, like, gave it to him and then took his copy and put it back. I don't know why someone would just randomly give you this letter. I mean, it's not evidence anymore. It's totally public domain. Maybe she thought it was cursed. I mean, who knows? But I feel like it should be still in that library because this guy has it and he doesn't let anybody see it. It's just hanging up on a wall in his house. That's That's fucked up. That's really anyway, um, I'll I'll post my sources, you guys. I got a lot of this from um, from some articles, and then I watched a um, documentary. Like I said, it's on um, Amazon called Albert Fish in Sin He Found Salvation. Mm-hmm. It's a 2007 film, and then there's also a movie about Albert Fish that came out in 2007 called The Gray Man. Ooh. And then there's a song called Secrets of Wisteria. Um, by artist Steam Pianist, which is about the fates suffered by the fish victims, which I listened to. It's creepy as shit. So, I mean, I don't know how far we... We started, what, at 3 o'clock talking about this? Maybe a little earlier? And it's 4.30, and I am... So we were hitting minute marker 70 right now. I'm done. <laughs> well, so what I found about the Wisteria is the Wisteria Cottage does still stand. <gasps> Can they said it sold back in 2014 for almost a million dollars. Cool. It's basically like from the photos you can see it's been redone on the outside. So like they have like some of the really old photos in this article I'm looking at. So I'll send this to you. It's like white, want, yeah. And post any of these because they've got like the old photos make it look creepy as fuck. But the new ones, it's like perfectly redone. And they said they're unsure if anybody like lives in it now. They said it sold, but it. Nobody, nobody what they don't know if there's actually people living well, in it this is an old article around. and nothing it's from 2014 yeah maybe we so, can go and creep around or something that'd be weird but i don't care anyway guys that's over fish he's scary as fuck that's that Nicole I'm sorry. I'm like staring at the creepy old photos. There's, like, there's like a night photo of the old Wisteria Cottage, and it's just creepy looking. Like, yeah. uh, uh, see, I told you this case was gnarly. God, gnarly is an understatement. He's his buck. <laughs> he eats them, and like I said, you don't know about Billy Gavney, but I'm sure he did it to Grace. But I'm sure he, he rapes. He well, apparently he thought didn't like that part, but then he kills and he. But he would do it anyway, so like I just don't like he didn't. But in his brain, he thought Christ. that that was something weird. I mean, I don't know. This I man just, is just bizarre. And there were forms. so many twists and turns to that case, and especially when I watched that documentary, it put a lot of things into context. Yeah. A lot of his like, when they were like, oh, he saw cannibalism as like a way to like cleanse his body. I was like, 
That's not. I it's gross. That I don't get it, but like I, and I don't get it personally. But like to somebody who has like some sort of religious mania, like or is like an avid religion religious person in a crazy way. Okay. Oh, I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna be like no. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I, who knows? We don't know him, and he's dead. But that's our first case of September, guys. Welcome to the fucked up stories of America's first, because Jesus Christ, that it's was a start. Fucked up. And I mean, I, I really like that we did this case, because this is like the one, I mean, I'm doing a pretty big case later on, and yours are pretty big cases, but Albert Fish was like, there was a lot of information on him. He's like a big case, especially in New York. He's a yeah. big case. So, he's crazy as shit. He really is. That's... Oh, maybe he was insane. I mean, after listening to all of that, at first, like when during the, like when you were talking about the trial, I was like, eh. But as we get further and further into it, like the fact that the man literally stood on a mountain screamed that he was Christ, like you sound a little. But crazy. there are people who can have like. I mean, the, I think the whole thing of sane. Right and is right and wrong. Whether you know what you're doing is wrong in yeah. the sense of like a normal person's mind. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the whole thing with Albert is that he knew what he was doing in the eyes of the law, in the that's eyes of society, fair. was not correct. And his own fucked up version of things and his own fucked up mentality in his own brain if he could have justified what he was doing but to like to sane america you can't okay that's actually a good way to look at it in sane america he knows he's doing something that's not right and that's what it is is i think is like you really cannot distinguish right from wrong yeah you cannot be you just are like oh i just thought what i was doing was fine i mean he can justify that in his own crazy brain but then when you talk to him and be like hey but you know in the eyes of the law this is incorrect what you're doing is wrong right he's like oh yeah i I do probably nobody else would do this and it's like um yeah maybe you're insane but you know what you're doing is incorrect and you're doing it anyway so There's that guy. Oh. Yeah. Girl, that was fucked. I know, I told you, I've been waiting for a long time. I know, she's been talking. Okay, so like, I mean, you know, we did kind of an episode dump for the first to get us started. So we haven't recorded in a bit. And so I've been hearing about how excited she is to tell me the story (laughs) for fucking weeks. I get random texts throughout the day that would be like, dude, Albert Fish is screwed up. (laughs) I don't really know the story. Don't tell anything. I don't ever heard about ready. I don't ever say anything, but I want her to know how literally... I, I, I'm, 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 I was at a loss for words. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is happening? And I, and I remember, I don't know how I found this case, but I, I remember looking something up. I couldn't remember H.H. H. Holmes, like, where he was from or something. And I looked him up, and it's Chicago. And, um, which I should have known, because that's where the World's Fair is. Duh. Um, <laughs> at that time. But... Something came up from Google that said, like, similar searches or, like, searches you'd be interested in. And yeah. Pop, and Albert Fish just popped right up. And I was like, who's this? And I clicked on it. And it was, like, cannibal, sadomasochistic, child rapist and murder. And I was like, what? Let's, let's read that. 
don't want to know what this is. And I like chose my case way early on. Yeah, she. I had not researched anything, <laughs> and I wish that I had. <laughs> Cause you chose it so fast. We picked we picked our topic, and she was like, "I'm doing Albert Fish." I was like, "We literally just picked a what? <laughs> we picked the topic like two minutes ago. What?" That's because I I was like, "If we do this case, this is the first. If we do this this topic, this is the first case I'm gonna cover." Yeah. Because I think you're probably gonna want to do Lizzie, right? Because it's Massachusetts. I have been to Lizzie Borden House. I'm jelly. God, I have to take you there. I'll save it for the episode, but I had some weird moments in that house. Scary there. And it, oh, that story blows my mind. And we're gonna, I mean, we are gonna cover H.H. Holmes. I'm so interested in that case. So I would love to. We, we'll probably make that a whole month long thing. Yeah. There's a lot of shit. H.H. Holmes is a big one. It's a big case, and I I really want to cover it. So it won't. It'll be America's first subtopic. Only H.H. Holmes. Yeah. H.H. <laughs> Holmes all month. <laughs> Maybe Lizzie Borden will be two episodes. I was gonna say I have a feeling Lizzie Borden might be about two episodes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we split it up and you do like the beginning and like the middle, and I do like the other half of the middle of the end, it'd be like yeah. perfect. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But guys, we are gonna cover so many more America's First cases. Please don't be like, oh, you're not covering my favorite case. Oh, I know. Because we, we can... don't. We just don't want to like. Yeah. Come out the gate too strong and then be like, oh, but I wish I'd saved that yeah, case. Yeah, like we did all the good, really big cases in right one upon, month. And then we're like, okay. That's why I mean, it's, it's not like other stories are not interesting, but like everybody knows the name H.H. H. Holmes. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, and apparently there's save... supposed to be a movie coming out soon about all of that. Really? Yeah. Well, you want to know, funny enough, I was, so I'm introducing my boyfriend to Supernatural. Yes. We just hit season two, and there's actually an episode about the ghost of H.H. H. Holmes. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't know if you remember it. It's one, It's the first episode, one of the first episodes they go on the hunt with Joe. Oh, uh-huh. The girl, Joe. And she gets taken by the ghost, and they're, like, walking through, they're walking through all the walls in the apartment building. Oh, And it's yeah. the ghost of H.H. H. Holmes. And I remember, like, all of a sudden they said his name, and he was like, dude, I think this is H.H. H. Holmes. And I was like, oh, my God, that's right. And because, I mean... Ryan, you know, he enjoys some of the stuff, but he doesn't know nearly as much as, like, we do. We just, this is like, we fucking spend our days literally reading about it. And so literally, like, like what? texting each other about it every ten <laughs> Literally minutes. every three seconds, we're like, dude, this weird case is happening. Breaking <laughs> <laughs> news! But I was like, oh my god, I forgot they do an actual episode about H.H. H. Holmes, and he was like, what? And I was like, it's a real serial killer. He's like, a serial killer. He's a fucking hugely famous serial killer. And he's, he's like a fucking embezzler, and like, he's he weird as hell. He does a lot of fucked up shit. He does a lot of weird and shit. And they like, they do, they talk about H.H. H. Holmes in the episode, and they, they use him by name, and they talk about what he did, and I was like, listen to this, because what they're actually saying is it's true. It's true. Like, the show is fiction, but they actually pulled facts for that episode. They, and I was, I didn't remember that episode, and I was really impressed. I know that you don't, because you've told me you don't watch it, but American Horror Story? Yeah. Um... The hotel, the hotel season, mm-hmm. there's a ghost, and I can't remember his name. If somebody knows it, please tell me. I watched this season years ago. Yeah. It's definitely not my favorite season, but it's a good season. Um, uh, there is a ghost played by Evan Peters. I and love he Evan is Peters. supposed, he's not named H.H. H. Holmes, but he is based on H.H. H. Holmes. It's implied, yeah. It's implied that he is, ba- like, he uses the hotel as, like, a murderer place. Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. He's definitely supposed to be, like, 
a version of H.H. H. Holmes. Yeah. And I picked it up real early on. I was like, hey! hey. I was like, Tyler, hey. this is H.H. H. Holmes. And Tyler's like, who the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but um, we just we just want to wait to cover some of these bigger cases because we just don't want to, like, cover them all too quickly and then yeah. not have them anymore. Or they're our... going to be spread out over time. I mean, yeah. I can already tell you that, like, Ted Bundy is probably going to be like a month. A whole month. Oh, and they're probably it's probably gonna be a whole month of like two hour long episodes. Yeah, real Because long. Ted Bunny is a fucked up man He's and there scary is so shit. much to so much to just so much watch to watch Dahmer, read about all him. of those I, cases. Oh yeah. BTK is gonna be a big case. Yep. I mean there's, I mean, I mean, if you've listened to any other true crime podcast, you know that these cases are big cases. Yeah. Zodiac and just Oh, I can't wait to cover the Zodiac. I can't wait. I'm so excited. He is scary. And he's, you know, maybe alive. Who knows? And we want to actually, oh, I don't want to tell them this, but we have been excited about what's been going on with the Golden State Killer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I did post some of that on every On Twitter. I did a lot of retweeting We're on Twitter. We're really about excited about him, and we'd like to cover him at some point. Um, so yeah. A lot, I mean, I feel like a lot of these, like, why are... Maybe people are too smart now and like they just can't figure out serial killers. But I feel like serial killers in like the seventies and stuff like that, like that time period, they're like huge. That's like a big thing it's, then. It was still developing. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever watched like Mind that. Hunter, that's literally the, it's supposed to be the development Mind of Hunter. the term serial killer. People didn't know like Albert Fish wasn't. He probably, they, just, they just thought he was like a killer. He just, he just killed a, a lot of people. Oh, he he wasn't a lot of people. at that time considered a serial killer because that term didn't exist. Come out until later on. Yeah. Hey guys, if you like musical theater like me and you like true crime like me, um, the guy who plays um, Holden in um, Mindhunter is like a big musical theater guy. He's oh, huge. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Groff. Jonathan, I he's fucking in, love Jonathan Groff. He's in, um, he's Hans in Frozen. Uh-huh. Um, and he, he's the king in Hamilton. He's the king in Hamilton. He's um, also he, in, he is in Glee. He he's in Glee, in Glee for a little bit. Um, he also was in Spring Awakening. If you know Spring Awakening, he's all. He also just did a revival of um, Little Shop of Horrors by Broadway. Yeah, interestingly, he is insanely talented. He's very talented. So if you like that show, also know that he sings and his voice is like butter. Oh, he's beautiful. He sings. He sings beautifully. Um. Anyway, <laughs> now that we've talked forever, really we've talked. talked about a million we've things. We've talked for like fifteen minutes, guys. We've been so excited to pod again. We've been so excited to <laughs> we've record. We already set the date to like start recording again. In the last week, all we did was text each other like seven times. Like, I'm so fucking excited to record this weekend. <laughs> I can't wait. We've been so excited, and our regular weekly schedule starts um september 6th yep that we're recording this obviously before september 6th but um, <laughs> because i need time to edit yeah what is, um, I, what is today it today, is the 29th well, today of august today is the 29th of august <laughs> so um this will be up september 6th and we'll we'll be starting to post every sunday every sunday you'll um, be i'm not going to give you a specific time because it's, sometimes it's, things are dumb Technology is great, but sometimes it's yeah. stupid. So every Sunday there will be a new episode at some point and throughout we'll, the day. And we'll make sure we obviously post it on Instagram. I was going to say, so. when we post, obviously you're going to get our Instagram posts up too. So we let's say that we won't post the Instagram post until it's live. Yeah. We, that, we'll, that's yeah, yeah. how you know. Follow our Instagram, and once you see episode whatever's up, 
on Instagram, you'll know, you'll, that it's, you'll know it's live. Yeah, I just I would probably say noon, but I just want to make I just want to give myself time just in case that doesn't happen. <laughs> also, like I mean, there's days like today where I mean, my boyfriend and I came over last night and. <laughs> We, <laughs> we basically started like playing drinking games and hang out with friends, and you know, we literally slept until noon today. Yeah, we so. could not. <laughs> I mean, unless it's like way in advance, I could schedule it probably. But yeah. I, I mean, who knows if I'm going to do that? I don't know. I can't guarantee it. We can't make any guarantees, but Sundays there will always be a new episode at some point throughout the day. And we're always going to post probably, I mean, once a month, probably right now, but maybe eventually more. We're going to do coffee runs, yeah. and we're so excited about those. We're making a plan to do another coffee run right now. Yeah, we're going to plan to do another Pumped. coffee run soon. And, I mean, if, if we can go visit Wisteria College, Cottage, yeah. hell yeah. Fun, coffee yeah. run number three. We've already planned the second one, so obviously it won't be the second one. But, um, yeah, we're, we're pumped. And I have a friend that lives out in, like, the Poughkeepsie area, and so, like, that's kind of I, I, so I have a f- my friend Erin. Hi, Erin. Hi, she- Jared. <laughs> She lives down. She lives down like forty-five minutes outside the city. Yeah, mine's so, like in Poughkeepsie, so we Mysteria yeah. is close to there, so we could go. We plan to go on this into the city in some way, and then maybe you know, I don't know. We, we probably couldn't go see all about Bert Fish's stuff, but maybe go see where he was trying or something. Say, if the building is still, I there. saw a couple things about Albert Fish's house where he had where, where his family lived. And yeah, people because, were trying to figure out if it was still standing, so we should look into that too. Because for a too. while they had the same home. Like, he was, when he was married to his wife for a long period, like, because he's married to her for, like, 19 years. So, like, he had them travel, 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 and then I said eventually it was just him. Yeah. And the family had, like, a stay-home place, and he, they were there for a while, and I think they were there at that same house until he died. I'm pretty sure. I mean, he's, like, old Uh, as shit when he dies, so, I mean, it's not like he can move all his shit anymore. I know. He's probably, like, my bag. Just we're so just ready we're to so sing happy at the top. Back. And Halloween season is here, guys. Man. You saw I posted the photo of my fucking house. Yeah, yours is great. Honestly, I might have to post an update because I've been considering adding more to the outside of my house because I just love Halloween. <laughs> Trick or oh, treat yourself. Always. Trick or treat yourself. Always. <laughs> Nicole always text me and be like, "Hey, um." Convince me not to buy this, and I'll be like, treat yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, I'm not, I'm not, okay, I'm, it's like some random ass, like, crystal skull or something. And I'm, I'm like, like yeah. I'm, it's like $20. So I'm like, please talk me out of buying this. And I'm she's like, like no. you're buying that. I'm like, <laughs> car seats the other day and you were like oh if these weren't like 150 bucks i'd buy these and i was like girl we can make those buy yeah. black ones and i'll just buy I red found, paint <laughs> I, was, I was looking for red car, fabric paint. covers for my car seats because we have a dog that sheds like absolute crazy and i'm trying to keep my car relatively nice and just got it and I found this website that custom makes your car seat covers, and they make black ones that have red splatter all they over them. They look like blood splatter. And I said this when I was like, this literally just looks like I murdered somebody in my car. I really want these. She was like, convince me not to buy these. And I was like, no, do it. And then, but then it was like 250 bucks. Oh it was like 250 bucks just for the 
front seat. And then she added the back seat. It was like 500 And I was like, I'm going to get the $50 ones from Amazon. I told, I told her, like, just buy black ones and I'll buy red fabric paint and we can just splatter it ourselves. And she was like, oh, you're so smart. We could actually probably splatter it with bleach, too. But then it'd be white. It wouldn't be red. But we could, like, splatter it and dye it. Oh, yeah, you could do that. That could always work, too. DIY. Guys. I made a <laughs> wreath. I made a Halloween wreath this she year. She made a gorgeous... You should, you should post a picture of that. Yeah. You I'm should. afraid to put it outside. It's a little glittery. Yeah. I also... I wouldn't want to get... I wouldn't want it to get wet. I wouldn't want to get icky. Yeah. So yeah, you should keep that nice. I love it. We've they been probably up. have something that you could spray it with some water protectant oh, or something. Oh, yeah. They probably like, do. They do. Like, they have like that water spray protecting for like your boots. For the winter, oh, yeah, when you wear like suede that. boots and stuff, so you probably could find something like that for a wreath. Yeah, I mean, I like that it's up here. Eventually, all my spooky things that are not like <laughs> extremely <laughs> Halloween, like like I have a pillow that says trick or treat, and like mm-hmm. you know, there are some things that there are obviously not going to go up here but once halloween is over i'm pretty sure yep. the majority of my halloween decorations oh, are yeah. just going to come up into the pod room guys <laughs> i told her i was like some of the halloween decorations might make the way to, might make their way from my house to yours <laughs> and eventually we'll have <laughs> to bring gonna, them back the pod studio is just going to be fucking creepy and eventually we'll probably post a picture of it but right now it's kind of in it's development. still yeah it's still in development we'll post a picture guys but it's uh, my husband has this huge ass desk and it's just kind of a mess. It's like things where we could fit them for the moment, and yeah, I say, I mean, we'll rethink it eventually. We both moved into our new places around the same time, towards the beginning of June. So it's only been a couple months, and we've just been like trying yeah. to settle and get everything. I'm glad that belongs. we moved the rooms though, because this is definitely like not so cramped. Uh, see, this is actually, I kind of like like this. I think this is, you had a really good idea to swap the rooms. Yeah, and we'll post, like, we have our mics all set up. This this is like a fucking set up. I was going to say, this we're is where I'm lounging in this great-ass chair. We're real cool. We're real cool. We have, a special care, we have a special chair that the person that's, like, listening, listening sits in that's way more comfy. It's like one of those big, like, round basket Your chairs. Your butt is stuck. And you just, like, get to lounge, and there's this big, comfy yellow pillow, and I'm so cozy that right now. That used to be my car, because you couldn't move the seat in my car. <laughs> I bought this, like... First car problems. Well, I was my, like, second car, because I had, like, a Volkswagen Silver Beetle for a long time, and... God, I'll never buy. I'm sorry, I'll never buy a Volkswagen again. Probably, um, it's just expensive to keep up. But um, I bought a Jeep, very yeah, a little later on, and I, it was a Jeep Patriot. But it, they had Love some. Tr- it, there was no nothing wrong with like the engine or anything, which was great. It was just cosmetic issues, and I don't give uh, a shit about cosmetic issues. You can fix that. Oh yeah. And um, as long as the car drives. Yeah, like, that's but cheap. one of the seats, like what the back, you know how like you can move the back part of the seat so it pulls up a little Forward, bit. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't do that. So Tyler, <laughs> like Tyler, held it enough to get it up a little bit with like a, a wrench or some sort of like a like some sort, of t- some sort of tool yeah and then we couldn't move it anymore really without like him holding it for like a long period of time so we just let it go and then bought the pillow and that was what sat behind me to keep me from like that's hilarious sitting through our bags like, you get in your car and there's like this beautiful yellow this, yeah <laughs> this pillow is target. so soft and so cozy hello target um yeah target's great but i was oh, so you were talking about jeeps and i've been like decaling my jeep my jeep is like a dark gunmetal gray and i've been decaling it with red and one of the things i came across while i was looking up like red decals they have like 
blood drips. Cool. That you can put like under your your tail lights, and I'm so mad because they won't fit my car. Oh bummer. I looked at my car and I'm like, they won't fucking fit here. They got that dinosaur thing, which is real cool. Yes, I'm my, so excited. My I Jeep has dinosaur. the trail rated little like Jeep that. They put like this little Jeep decal in the front windshield corner when your Jeep is like good for off-roading. And I found a shop on Etsy that you can order a little T-Rex sticker that you can put right behind the Jeep so it looks like Jurassic Park. And I was like, okay, this is the best $3 I have ever spent. Yes, <laughs> yes. I want all those things. All right, guys. Oh we my God. We've spent a long time talking. We have really spent about 20 minutes talking. <laughs> We appreciate you. Seriously. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's so, talk about where you can find us again. Yeah, see, so we've got, I mentioned Instagram earlier. We are at Buzzkillers Podcast, which is also the same for Facebook at Buzzkillers Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Please like us. Give us some ratings, guys. We. We really want to get this off the ground. We really, really do. And, and we loved how, like, even in our hiatus, people have still been following us. Yes, I know. We love it. It's, it's the memes. Uh, we, every day we're like, oh my god, our Instagram is blowing it up. It is blowing up. I, so thank you to everyone who I, has liked us. Yeah, we've got a Twitter, too, at BuzzKillersPod. This podcast was too long. <laughs> um, and the Twitter's cool too. And Twitter's, Twitter, Twitter's doing pretty good. And then, if you want, you can also check out our very own website, which is also Nicole Designer. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, www.buzzkillerspodcast.com. You can listen to our podcast there. You can really read a little bit about us. You can shoot us emails, send us your own personal yes. stories. Send I want to hear your stories. Spooky stuff like. If you guys have cases you want us to cover, or if like you have anything at all, like questions, comments, yeah, you know, maybe things we got wrong, be nice because half the time we don't know. If you're mean, we're deleting it. We're not going to acknowledge you. Yeah, we're not going to acknowledge you. But um, but right if, you have, if you say to me like, oh, you said this wrong, thank you. God, I will make sure I say it right in the, in the future. Like exactly. I appreciate you. So, um, yeah, send us an email. You can contact us on that page, or you can send us an um, email Direct at um, buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, so whatever works easier this. for you. I know on my phone it's probably easier to, like, write an email rather than, yeah. you know, send a contact thing. But if I'm on my computer, it's different. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say I did a pretty good job developing our mobile site. I know. It's pretty great. So I think it should work pretty well. It's pretty great. So you guys just do whatever you feel most comfortable with. Yeah. Um, and we are on Apple Podcast and Spotify and Podbean. We're working on getting in some other things too, like um, Amazon Prime has their own version of things. It currently says we're on there, but to be quite honest, let us know if we're not because we're not sure if we're doing something wrong or if we're looking it up wrong or whatever. I'd mean, say I don't know who uses Amazon Podcast, so I've never. I guess it's new for them from okay. what I found in my research. This microphone keeps falling, and I'm like. <laughs> What is happening right now? It's, like, it's literally it like I watch it and it's like shoo. Right now it's literally falling. Girl, finish your wine. I finished mine. You finished your shit. I've been talking a lot. <laughs> During the actual, it happened while we were talking though. It didn't happen while I was actually doing the case. <laughs> I was like talking so yeah. much and so interested in what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, see, we paused at one point so we could fill our glasses up. Because <laughs> we were like, <gasps> it took us so long to finish happening? the first glass. 
Oh yeah, God. but this guy's this wine's good, and you can check out all of the wines that we try. I, I would love yeah. to maybe at some point maybe, maybe put something on the website about all the wines we try. We could create a whole section of the website so let's list the ones that we've tried. If I'd be up for that. If you're interested in that, let us know. Yeah, um, so we we're find finding out. some cool stuff. It's I mean this troublemaker. We're not big wine, red wine drinkers. I know. And we're not big dry wine drinkers, and it's. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, it is actually really good. It's pretty good, so we're not going to complain. Um, but anyway, catch us next week. Nicole is going to be telling her first uh, case next week. And it's a doozy. It's a doozy. I'm telling you, all these cases this month are real crazy. My next case, I'm, I'm pumped. I know. I am pumped. I really couldn't decide which case I wanted to cover first. And I, I'm glad I chose Albert Fish because this is an early case. But... I'm pretty excited to cover my next one, and I know Nicole is excited to, to cover hers. So, um, <laughs> we have to fix Nicole's microphone. So, I figured out why my microphone was falling, and it was because it very much detached itself <laughs> from the table. And I'm currently just holding this giant ass microphone. We really worked on mine, though, because mine was the one that seemed to be like yeah, no, yours falling is, right off. I was like, no, I think I got mine. Apparently, I did not. So, woo! So, mine. guys. Check out our social media. You Thank know. you for sticking in with us this far. I know. I know. I feel like we really talked about Albert Fish and Nicole was like just so flabbergasted by, by what was happening that like you should have seen her face this whole I know, time. This is it. 90% of the time my mouth was just open. There was like, <laughs> like no um, there was like no <laughs> commentary from Nicole, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I just get so shocked. I just go silent. I'm like, I can't stop listening. This is so interesting. Like, yeah, it's like, what's happening? <laughs> but um, that's fine because I would prefer, I, I mean, I would love for her to be just interested in what I'm talking about. I mean, if she, if you have no comments, then that just means that what you're doing is good. So. Exactly. I mean, but I literally can't stop talking. So <laughs> I will probably comment no matter what. Um, or maybe, maybe be silent and then everybody can just be like, Macy's silence means everything. <laughs> <laughs> so oh there's that. Um, All right, guys. I think we'll see you next time. Yeah, we're so excited. Keep listening and um, yeah, listen to... Listen to buzz killers, you buzzards. Yeah, I don't buzzards. You buzzards. I don't. I mean, hey, y'all. Whatever. I don't know. (laughs) But have a good weekend and And enjoy uh, your life. We are gonna keep this shit going through (laughs) September, and then at the end we'll have an awesome new topic. We're excited. I'm so ready. We're so excited. I can't wait for the uh, next topic. I mean, I can't even. I can't wait to tell you my next case. I was but gonna I say, ah. I just, everything excites me now. It's everything's so exciting. So, um, spooky, spooky friends, have a good, have a good day, yeah, and um, we'll catch you. Ya, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.